Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How you doing? Book released last week. Oh my goodness, went number one on Amazon. How in the world does that happen? I don't even know. We're going to make this thing a bestseller this week. I am Rahab. Go pick you up a copy anywhere books are sold. Yes, we're not done talking about it. I'm going to talk about it for the rest of my life. Um, but, you know, this is one of the things that I want to talk about to you with you guys today. Okay. Y'all email me a lot and you say, how do you write a book? How do you reach your dreams? How do, I'm I'm um, I'm uh, impersonating all your emails. Um, how does one reach God's vision for their life? Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the behind the scenes of I am Rahab. I've got two team members with me today. Um, one is Chad Holmesley, affectionately known as C. Holmes now. And another one, um, she is my girl, Cassie Merritt. Cassie works very closely with me. She just took a step of faith and moved to Dallas um, very recently. And I was like, hello, welcome to a huge workload for you. Congratulations. Um, Chad's been on our team now for um, 46 years. Um, he's been on our team a long time, almost not not quite day one, not because you know sometimes you got to do the work yourself. You got to you got to launch things yourself. Okay, so I did that, but it was very shortly after we we did our first conference because the ministry launched in 2010. The preparation happened in 2011. We did our first conference, and Chad and his wife Lisa Holmesley came on the team shortly after that. But I've asked them to come on the team today, um, just to practically tell you what happened behind the scenes of. Um, I am Rahab. They both saw a lot. They saw the good, the bad, the ugly. They saw the prayer requests. They saw the believing, the standing in faith. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Listen, we love you so much. Um, I want each and every one of you guys um, to pick up a book, but also connect with us. Uh, we're all over social media and it's been so fun. I think in the last year or so to see how God, it's like God put fertilizer on our social media and you know, there's like people popping up everywhere. I, d- I just did several, um, interviews yesterday and, and they were like, Hey, we've been following, we follow those like ghetto selfie videos that you do and all this stuff. And it was, it was awesome. So we love you so much. Follow us, follow with us. And I say us because it's not just me. It is the team. Um, connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't do Twitter very much because I think Twitter's mean. But um, but but follow along with us and and you know walk out this thing we call raw faith with us. We're there to support you. We love you. Um, and it's 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 so fun to do that. Without further ado, let me welcome to the show, Chad. Chad, how are you? I'm good, Autumn. And how are Cassie, you? how are you? I'm good. Thanks they're for both, having us. They're both here. They're, I hope they behave themselves because, oh, you know, we're trying. We're both trying. of them, I mean, they're on probation, both of them right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, so that's, that's we just, I just want to have like a, a, a legit normal conversation about how this happens. Chad, can you move over a little bit? I can't really see you. Uh, I like to, yeah, they're actually in the studio today, which is really, really nice because most people call in and I want to see how their eyes move so I can read their body language and I don't ever get to do that. So we're going to talk about behind the scenes. Um, Do you remember, Chad, the first time we were like, 
Hey, listen, I am Rahab. Do you remember when I was first talking about Rahab? Do you remember that? Yeah, because I was like, Rahab the prostitute? You're going to write a book about a prostitute. Okay. Um, sure. Great. Sounds great. Let's do it. That's one of the great things about the team is that they're they're like, you're going to do what? Okay. Well, we'll get behind you. That was, and a lot of times that's the response. Um, that was years ago. Yeah. It was like three years ago. It was it was about three years ago. Um, the little seed was planted in my heart by the Lord. Um, take me through. Let's just talk for a second about um, the the spiritual process of giving birth to a dream. Um, one of the things we do is pray every every other Tuesday night um, in lieu of staff meeting. Talk to me about like some of the stuff that we were praying for uh, right about that time and the process of prayer that it took. I mean, I think we I think we we were always praying on the expectancy of this book. I, I think um, I think the the longer we were walking through this process, expectancy became bigger. Right. So we were initially praying expectancy and all the letters were lowercase letters. It was like, we're expectant that this idea is going to come about. We're expectant that, you know, you're going to write a book about a harlot. And again, we were all like, well, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I think then that translated to expectancy with a capital E, you know, and lowercase the rest of it. And we were, okay, we're, we're getting on board. We're understanding the vision. We're, we're seeing where we need to go. We continue to pray. And I, I, I always, I also want to reiterate when we, we pray, we pray, you know, every other week, but we're constantly praying yeah, yeah, yeah. over this stuff. And then I think as we start to see it happening and we start to see God in the midst of it, um, all of those letters turned to, to uppercase letters and we were just cheering you on and cheering the team on and cheering, cheering Rahab on. Mm-hmm, yeah. So. Yeah. It's so funny that some things I feel like God um, does quick and like appointed. I think I wrote that in like three or four months, um, which is the first book. Rahab took a while and all our team had to go on was a call of the Lord. And when that call, you know, as a leader, you know, it's really interesting sometimes when you're like, hey, guys let's do a book about a harlot (laughs) and you kind of read the temperature of your team. And I have to deal with that as being, as being and all, all top leaders that are listening, um, understand the pressure of the reception of the call of God. There is a pressure there that you're, you know, once you say, this is what we're going to do, you know, that there will probably be pushback. You will not want to deal with some of the pushback, Um, but it's sometimes the pushback um, almost stops us from doing the initial call of God. But you guys were so gracious in that, that you were like, okay, let's do it. But it started small and it started as uh, an ask of the Lord. And I felt like, just like you said, through the process of praying, okay, because it was first, it was going to be a speaking tour. And through the process of praying, um, you know, we've, we, all of us have given, uh, birth to this book. I always love the, I always love the initial call. It's one of my favorites because you, you not only 
share that with the team, but you share that with some of the other leaders on the team. So you get this individual call and it says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Mm. And there is pushback, right? Because mm-hmm. there, there's going to be pushback. But, but I, I always love that it's like, what do you think? Mm. And the answer is, no, it's great. We should do that. Mm-hmm. But, and then there's a little chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's always bathed in prayer. And so um, we're not going to do something unless we have God telling us to go do it. Do you remember when we were praying for a publisher? Because in the publishing process, there is, uh, um, you know, you send out book proposals to all these publishers and then you don't know, like you're basically doing a book proposal, which is a nutshell of the book. And you, you actually don't know if a publisher is going to pick up the manuscript or not. You don't know. Do you remember praying during that time when like the book was, was sent out? Do you remember that? Um, I remember that we, I remember we just didn't, we didn't know how it was going to come about. I just remember that we, um, we didn't know how it was going to come about. And then I believe that was the moment where, um, all of a sudden there was like a literary agent that just popped out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and, and conversations you were having with people saying, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this as a speaking tour. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're going to transition into a book. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that's true. God had given me this call before I even had an agent. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, I know God wants me to write this book. And it was after the call that he put the pieces in place in order to bring this, uh, a, a speaking agent and a literary agent in order to bring this, that that's a great point. Well, and I think you said, you, you said, all right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this speaking to her. And then, and then God pivoted that and mm-hmm. brought the necessary people in place to get this book going. He stopped it. He did. Sometimes God stops us. Right. And I'm, I'm, it's really hard to stop me. Cause I'm like, you know, super hustler, girl boss, whatever. I'm one on the Enneagram scale, <laughs> even though I, I'm, I don't know if I support that test or not, <laughs> but um, I'm like, it's very, very hard to stop me, especially when I'm on mission and uh, but God can do it. And I remember him saying, nope, this is a great idea to be a speaking tour, but I want something greater. And isn't it a good God that stops us when we have a plan? Um, you know, a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and says, I want something greater for it. Mm-hmm. That was, that was cool to sort of watch that unfold. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cassie, welcome to the conversation. I'm talking to Chad a lot. No, you're good. Cassie has been um, go to hustler, email sender, dear God, please help them do this person. Um, she's more of the technical side of what we do. She's she's very highly administrative. Um, what is your perspective about bringing a book to life? Is it as easy as people think? No, which is hilarious. <laughs> Because I did you think it was easy though before we wrote before uh, I don't I was really know I don't know what I didn't know what to expect but I thought coming in you know like this is she's just releasing a book like it'll be you know it's fine and there's so much that goes into releasing a book that mm-hmm. no one sees it's not just sitting down and typing it out there's you know you have to talk to these people you have to connect with people there's networking there's promotion there's marketing there's 
making the images. When do the images? There's go writing up? the book. There's you. There you is have writing to write the book. the book. The book has to get written at some <laughs> point, and there's just so much in it that I don't think I could have ever expected. But just seeing it from a back, I don't know, behind the scenes perspective has just been just great. I don't so know. So, what good. is something that you've learned um, spiritually from watching this transition take place? From like you know, book proposal to birth of the book. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is one, you have to hustle. I mean, you've got to put in the work, you've got to put in the effort, you have to put in the time and the sweat. But then at some point you have to let the Lord just take it. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things that I know that you've prayed for and that our team has prayed for. And when they didn't come into fruition, you know, we were a little upset and, you know, why didn't this happen? We've put in all this work and then a better opportunity would come along. And it was just trusting the Lord, knowing this door was closed for a reason, but he had something greater that we didn't even know to pray for. Mm -hmm. So the hustle and the prayer, I think, has just been the biggest, the Mm -hmm. biggest lesson I've learned. Mm -hmm. You have to do the work. That's one thing that I really admire about Cassie. Um, She, she values work and she's good at working. And, um, you know, I, I like, it's great to have dreams. And I know your generation um, really is all about like reaching our oh, dreams. millennials. Oh, yep. I love, love you, millennials. millennials. I'm obsessed with you, but there is a process to it that we, we absolutely can't forget. And sometimes, um, things like book releases and like, you know, whatever, uh, music release or whatever it is, um, take on this glamorous side when you have to do the work of faith. You have to do the work of prayer. You have to do the literal work of, okay, who's going to post an image today? Who's going to gather a thousand ambassadors? Who's going to do that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to do that. We have to do that. So um, I really, I really admire you and and love your work. I want to just for a minute talk about what part of the book did you guys like? Uh, I know both of you have read it and um, uh, it's, it's. It's awesome for me to hear, I think, as your leader, but also as an author, um, you know, what's your favorite, what, what's your, what part you resonated with the most? Cassie, you want to go first? Yeah, I think the biggest part, I loved the whole book. I cried basically through the whole thing, cover to cover. You did? I really did. Mm-hmm. And you're not a crier. I'm not, except at like Pizza Hut commercials. It's awful. <laughs> I don't know. You're a weird crier. I, I know. It's awful. <laughs> But I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was I'm God's inside man. Mm. I think my Rahab story circled a lot around depression and um, anxiety and fear and self-harm and, and suicide attempts. And that was just a huge part of my story. And knowing, at least in the midst of that, I thought the Lord is never going to use this. The Lord is never, I'm too broken. I'm too far gone. Mm. I could never help someone in this. And there's not a purpose for this. And to know years later, like the Lord is going to use that. And I've been able to share my testimony with with people who have gone through the same thing and to know like there is purpose in the pain and there is purpose through the tears and knowing like that was, it all happened for a reason. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, I don't know. It was good. I was, we talked at length. We will talk at length about a guy am God's inside man in a couple of days, but um, that was one of my favorite chapters as well. It's great. Yeah. Because we, how often do we disqualify ourselves? because of what we've been through. And then we realize, oh, wait, God brought us through that. So we should be telling people about what God brought us through. Yeah. And just learning to be raw and vulnerable in it and knowing like the Lord put me through this so that I could share. And I have a platform for something that not someone else would have. Mm-hmm. So, 
That's a good way to put it. You have a platform. You have a platform because of what you've been through. You know, a platform does not consist of 5,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, you no, have no. That is not a platform. Your platform is what God has brought you through. It'd be great if we could just have a minute and redefine um, what we value and what a platform actually is. So um, I love that chapter too. It changed my, it really changed my entire perspective um, about some of the things uh, just a couple of years ago when writing it. Chad, what was your favorite part? Um, so I, uh, <laughs> I read, I reread part of this before we came in here and I, I reread I'm, I'm a changed world and uh I don't need. That was a hard one, guys. That was a hard one. I I don't. Yeah. So we um, I am a changed world. Chad was Chad's been on our team, you know, since uh, really close to day one. And a lot of you guys know of uh, Katie Dewan, who used to be here. She used to come in with us every single Tuesday. Dan, Dan knew her pretty well. Um, and she was such a light and Chad had a really, uh, close relationship with her. And, um, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. Um, we thought, I didn't know what was wrong with her. I thought maybe her hormones were off or something like that, but she kept passing out. And she was on our team for four years, diagnosed with brain cancer. And unfortunately, God chose to relocate her to heaven um, just three months after she was diagnosed. So in I Am a Changed World, um, I really focused in on her story because one of the last things that she said to me, she looked at me and she said, Autumn, you changed my life. And um, I looked right back at her and I said, but Katie girl, you changed mine. And um, she sort of encapsulated the idea that in order to change the world, you must first let God change your world. And um, that was kind of where Chad was going. To share more. It was a terrible idea to read that chapter. Right I know. I don't know why here. you did that. But that's know. real. That's real life. Listen, we all go through grief like that. So I think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think that, that was a, a very personal area of this book to read. You know, the other thing I think, too, is that um, growing up, trying to understand who Rahab was, to me, it was a story, you know, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a story and it, it was a great story, right? It, this woman that um, was so far from God um, was used by God and took down this ginormous city and, um, and, and, and had help in doing it. But I think as you read through this book, you start to understand that you see your own reflection mm. in who Rahab was. Mm. Um, you, you see the, the sin in your life. Um, and sin is sin mm-hmm. and it, and sin is great. And so you see, you see yourself in that reflection. And so not only does it not, uh, stay a story, but it turns into something that's very personal. And so you can, you can see, and, and right on the front of the book, it says, I am Rahab, touched by God, fully restored. Mm-hmm. So you, you think to yourself, what sin do I have? What sin have I committed? And and how can I be fully restored? And so, uh, so yeah. So terrible idea to read that chapter before I came <laughs> in. Um, it, it's an amazing book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- that was that chapter. I remember writing about Katie and I would like write a line and then I would sob 
like legitimately for 30 minutes. And I remember praying because I was at the beach because I love the beach. I think God lives there, even though he lives everywhere. Um, I remember sitting there at the beach. It was freezing, freezing cold. It was in December, which is a weird time to go to the beach. I would write a line. I would cry. I would write two more sentences and then I would cry. And then I would type out another sentence and then I would be sobbing as I did. And I remember wiping the tears from my computer screen. I ended up calling her mom and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, and she was so gracious and just incredible. We, 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 the two of us together, as I was her leader for four years. And of course, Colleen was her mom. We, we sort of got to almost maybe talk through some healing stuff together about that season in her life. But it was, it was really in, incredible uh, story. You know, sometimes God doesn't do, um, doesn't answer your prayer. And we were praying for complete healing in her. And we know she was completely healed, but not the way we were praying it. Um, and we have to, those in those instances, we have to trust that God understands the story of life, the story of creation more than we do. And, um, so uh, transitioning a little bit, uh, what, what do you think, uh, Cassie, in the couple minutes we have left, when you're preparing for something like releasing a book on a team, what, what is something that you think is probably one of the most important parts in order to watch a dream or a thing or a vision come to life? I think Chad kind of hit the nail on the head by saying prayer. I think at least personally, I prayed for all the Rahabs that were going to read the book and know that lives were going to be changed through a book, through mm -hmm. maybe a trip to Barnes and Noble and they pick something up that they didn't, you know, expect to see or they added something in their Amazon cart that they, you know, weren't really looking for and it changes their life. And I think prayer is what is the catalyst that starts it. It's, it's the catalyst that starts the dream. It's the spark that starts the fire. I think it was super important for our team to just pray as a team, as mm -hmm. a family for this dream and to see it come into fruition is just, it's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Chad, what would you say would be the most important part to watch? And we've, we've seen lots of dreams on the team together. Um, start, start as a call and then end as a, you know, we give birth to them. What would you say would be one of the most important things? Um, I think the greatest thing about this is I've, I've had the privilege of being a part of this for, for quite some time. And I've had the privilege of having personal conversations with you and it resonates in this book, the way that this book was written. Um, it's like I'm sitting down next to you talking to you. And so it's so personal. It, it, it is literally like sitting in your living room, drinking some coffee and having a personal conversation with you. And, and I think I'm so that, glad that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted people to be like, hey, let's go have a day at Starbucks. Well, I mean, I, I remember reading Appointed and I remember being in Atlanta reading the book on my own at a Starbucks, which a hot pink book at Starbucks, <laughs> you get a lot of looks at you. But I, I remember like, it was like, this, this sounds like Autumn sitting next to me. Mm. And then as I was reading this, I was like, oh, this again, I mean, this, this is why this is so good. It's so personal. It's like having a personal conversation each and every chapter. So I love that. Um, what was the one thing that shocked you about the book? Did you learn something new? 52 detentions. <laughs> 52. Yeah, spoiler alert. I got 52 detentions when I was a sophomore <laughs> in high school. So I have, to say, I have to say that too. I was going to say the same thing. So I, 
I, I don't. It's not surprising though, so I don't know why that was shocking. I've had <laughs> that it actually happened. Maybe <laughs> I, I have had the privilege of meeting your dad and spending time with your dad, and I read that and I was like, I can just feel, I can feel the same thing. My dad is terrifying. I can feel the same thing. I could turn around and I could see him, and I'd be like. All right, here we go. <laughs> yes, I did get 52 detentions in when I was a sophomore, and I lied about every single one of them. And I got away with it 52 times. Can, and on the 50, no, 51 times. And then on the 52nd time, oh, the hammer came down. It was crazy. Can I just say, I, I love you, Papa Carey. I just want to make sure that I put that out there. <laughs> if he's listening to you, he's like, I mean, I catch your show sometimes. I mean, <laughs> That's my dad for you. Um, you know what? You guys, both of you are such a joy and such pillars on our team. I think those of you leaders out there, uh, you know, value your team. I think that's one of the things that we each do well for each other. There is such a spirit of honor amongst us. You know, I know that I'm only good at like one or two things and Cassie's good at like 16. And then Not Chad true. comes in. He's good at 16 different things. And so we really, really need our team. So value them. Go pick up a book anywhere books are sold. I would love this. Also, let me just put a little bug in your ear. I know we've promoted this a lot shamelessly. I'm not I'm not I'm I, I, I'm, I don't feel bad about it one bit. Um, however, you can absolutely use this as a Bible study in your small group or in your women's ministry. There are questions in there to um, really drive conversation um, in in maybe the ministry that you find yourself in. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, Chad, Cassie. Thank you for being on the show today. I will catch you back here tomorrow right here on the Autumn Miles show that it came out right. Bye! Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles show on The Word, 100.7 FM.